0: Willie Frank's life changed forever when her husband's helicopter was shot down, and he was captured and killed in action during the Battle of Mogadishu. It was depicted in the movie Black Hawk Down. Willie joins Charlie Coon and Katie Gamble to share her story of becoming a widow of war and life as a Gold Star family. Willie talks about how it felt to watch the movie recently, and the incredible support she received from the families and soldiers of the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment after her husband's passing. She also talks about what the community can do to help support the Gold Star families right here in Clarksville in Montgomery County. All on
1: this episode of Clarksville's Conversation.
0: Well, thanks for joining us today, Willie. I know this past weekend we had the Austin P. Um, baseball game, right? Baseball game. The honored, and they honored, Gold, yeah, they honored Gold Star families there, right? So today we're going to talk about what that meant to you, Gold Star families, and just kind of go from there, right?
1: But I want to learn about who you are. Where are you from and how did you
2: get to Clarksville, Tennessee? Oh, that was a long road. (laughs) Um, My name is Willie Frank. I was born and raised in Hampton, Virginia, and I married a man from California in 1973. Wow. And uh, after that, we traveled all over the place. And one of the places we traveled to on multiple assignments was Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And on our last assignment here, he was involved in the uh, Somalia operation and uh, better known as Black Hawk Down. And he was in the second helicopter with Mike Durant. When that was shot down, uh, he was co-piloting with Mike and uh, he was captured and killed that day. And so that was 25 years ago, last October. I went on and had my career. I left Fort Campbell and uh, Then when I got ready to retire, I realized that most of my last several years had been spent at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And that's a place where I felt at home and knew that I would always see people that knew Ray and that we had a connection with. And so I came back here. And because the unit had blessed me so much by taking care of me when I lost Ray, I felt like that maybe in my retirement, that's something I could do was to help pay those families back. And when I say those families, I, th- I think the first thing I'd like to address is the fact that I'm a gold star wife. Right. And um, a lot of people, even in the military, don't know what the gold star means. Right, I agree with that. Um, during World War I, I believe it was, I don't know the full history, but uh, when somebody had a soldier overseas, they would put a banner in the window that had a, a, blue cro- a blue star on it. And that would indicate they had a soldier serving overseas. Some families had two or three stars. Oh, but wow. if one of those soldiers was killed, they changed that to a gold star to show that they had lost a soldier. And so whether it was World War I or Two, but it was during uh, those major conflicts that that came about. And so the gold star represented a lost soldier. Wow, I didn't realize that. That's- And uh, so I I wear my gold star around my neck and I've been asked everything, are you from Texas Uh, or mm -hmm. numerous other things about what does that mean? And uh, it means that I've lost a soldier and I could be a parent who's lost a son or daughter. I could be a sibling. I could be a child. And out in the 160th, we have some of all of those. Right. Uh, we have several of our children who are now adults and have gone on and married military themselves or have gone on and had their families and the and full lives. Um, I think that uh, sometimes I get angry with the way, not angry, sometimes. Discouraged
0: maybe? Uh,
2: frustrated because uh-huh. everybody says, oh, I'm so sorry. And I know that we as humans want to feel sympathy for the people that have lost someone, whether it's Gold Star or just your neighbor down the street or something. But um, in the case of Gold Stars, we didn't do anything. It was our soldiers. So when people say, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss or try to put us on that pedestal a little bit, we don't belong on that pedestal. We just appreciate that people honor our soldiers. Yeah. And so sometimes they treat us with kid gloves and we'd just rather, mm-hmm. they just treat us like people. <laughs> well, it, well,
0: that's what the baseball game was at Austin P this weekend was honoring the soldiers. Honoring the
2: soldiers. So
0: That has to feel good to know that, that those soldiers haven't remember. been forgotten.
2: And that's the biggest thing is knowing that our soldiers aren't forgotten because in some cases, Ray and I had a very small family.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And pretty much except for me and maybe a cousin or two, that's all that's left of the family. Mm-hmm. But Ray will always be remembered because his name is out there at the unit on yeah. the wall. And he is honored through activities like this. And the greatest gift when some, I run into somebody, I've been going to church with this man for a couple of years now, uh, Bible study. And the other night found out he was in Somalia with Ray. He oh, didn't wow. know I was Ray's wife and I didn't know. How he did you figure that out in conversation? Uh, somebody had asked me a question about something we're getting ready to do for week of the night stalkers uh-huh. and when i answered that he said who was your husband and i told him he said i knew ray he said i knew ray for years we were friends and that's wonderful and here we've been associating with one another and i said he was offering his you know condolences and all and i said just tell me a ray story oh and so that's what we call them: is race stories or bill stories Mm -hmm. or whoever just tell us a story about something you remember it can be a line Mm -hmm. or two or a 15-minute dissertation you know on this little event you've remembered in their life because those race stories just warm our hearts amazingly yeah and uh, i think that
0: that's the case whether you're a gold star family you just saw someone you loved you just want to have those memories
2: of them that just make you happy Exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. And, and know that somebody else misses
2: them and loves them too. (coughs) That is perfectly put Mm -hmm. because that's what it's all about. Uh, when you lose someone, uh, people treat you like you are the victim. When you're not, you've just lost somebody and you're grieving it. And we all deal with it differently. But when it comes down to it, we all deal with it the same. We've lost someone we love. And uh, we're grieving the loss, not the death. Right. If that makes sense. It does make sense. And uh, and that loss doesn't go away. And it doesn't matter if it's a, chi- a child, I think initially is harder, but the loss is the same, whether it's the loss of Anything that you really truly love, even through a divorce or whatever. Granted, the circumstances are totally different, but a loss is a loss and the body deals with it the same way. Mm -hmm. And some people just uh, have a real hard time dealing with that, and others have the support and all that helps them get through it.
0: Now, you said earlier, and I could have, I thought I heard this, but I could be wrong, what he, Willie, your husband was part of the Black Hawk Down. Was it the same when the movie was made after? Yes. So what was that like for you going back watching that
2: movie? Um, Well, we just had the 25th anniversary Uh in October and uh, we did a ceremony here at Fort Campbell. We did a ceremony out at Fort Bragg. We did a ceremony down at Fort Rucker. Mm -hmm. And several of um, the folks that were involved were at those different sites. Okay. Uh, The one down at Fort Rucker, Um, included one of the pilots in the other aircraft. um, Mike Durant was also there. Mm -hmm. Mike and my husband were co-pilots in the aircraft. Uh, Mike, as for the people that are familiar with the story, know that he survived, he was captured, and held as prisoner of war uh, for uh, several days, and then released, and the other soldiers in that situation, in that aircraft, uh, were killed during the battle or captured and killed. Uh, to include um, two Delta soldiers that voluntarily went in to help try to provide protection till help could get there, mm-hmm. who received the Medal of Honor for that. Yeah. And um, uh, Gary Gordon and Randy Schugart, And um, so Mike and his wife and uh, a couple of the other pilots and all, we sat and part of that presentation, they did it down at Fort Rucker was to show the movie. And although I've seen the movie several times, uh, I saw things in it that night that I hadn't noticed before. Right. And when we got, th- got through with it, we all stood there together, and were talking, and all agreed we will never watch the movie again. I bet it was mm-hmm. difficult. Um, I can tell you one thing more difficult. Okay. And somebody told me to be sure and mention this. And that was, uh, it came up at the discussions with the team, uh, Mm -hmm. Saturday evening. And that is thing called the roll call. And whenever you have, uh, when we have them, I, am assuming they do it in all military ceremonies. Um, they will go through the ceremony and right near the end of the ceremony, all the men will stand up, all the soldiers will stand up and they'll do a roll call. And they'll say, Sergeant Smith and, call it and somebody in the group Mm -hmm. will say here or whatever and they'll go through the names and then they'll say CW4 Frank and there's no response Mm. CW4 Raymond Frank and there's no response they say CW4 Raymond Frank died and that because you know it's coming The day we held our memorial service, the memorial service for Ray and the other men that uh, had been returned that day, there were five. And um, excuse me, there were four that day. And um, I knew, although I'd never been to one before, never seen one, all of a sudden the reality... I know what they're going to say next. Mm -hmm. And I knew what it was going to be, so I just grabbed hold of my friend and my mom and just, Mm. you know, uh, just knowing that was next. And that was, that way they called his name. And you waited like we all do, just being human, maybe he'll answer. Right. You know, and and knowing that they wouldn't, but we we as humans live on hope. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's what keeps us going. I agree. Wow. But for a gold star family, if you see one and run into one, please do not be afraid to talk to them, to, if you want to wish them condolences, but don't treat them like they're different or have a disease. You're not going to catch it. You know, death isn't catching. It's not going to Mm -hmm. transfer over to you. But just uh, if you know a race story. Tell them a race story. story. Or just how much that their husband's service meant or their family member, um, because it does, it makes a difference. It warms our heart. Mm -hmm. It may make us tear up. We're not tearing up out of sadness. We're tearing up out of a sense of joy that you've remembered and a, Mm -hmm. a sense of love that it renews within our hearts. So it's not, if we tear up, it's not because we're sad it's because it's brought a memory You've back a or memory. made us feel mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So
0: Clarksville's really good about supporting our military. Amazing. How do you feel, what What are some of the things that stand out to you this community's done to support Gold Star families?
2: Oh, there's so much. Uh, people are just so gracious and wonderful here. Uh, but from starting with our unit, uh, the 160th takes exceptional uh, care for our families. and. One of the stories I like to tell is that back in 1993 when I lost Ray, we didn't have the family support programs that we have now, as far especially for fallen soldiers. And I like to think that the things that happened, the people, history has a way of putting people in the right place at the right time, the right group of people. And we had that happen in 93 and 94 in the unit. And we started caring programs for our families. And that expanded to the program that the Army has now that out here at Fort Campbell, the SOS or uh, Survivor Outreach Services is an extraordinary group of people. They, um, Susie Yates heads that up and they take care of all the fallen families in this area. And I have no idea how many Gold Star families there are, but you figure We've lost over 7,000 in the last years. Mm-hmm. And so all those soldiers had families. And so they're all cared for. And Susie and her team, they give us companionship, they give us information, they keep us involved, keep us informed, and uh, just make it possible for us to do the things that we don't know where else to go to. Maybe I tell too many Willie stories, but. I remember the first time I went in the PX after Ray died and I was writing a check. And back then on your back check- Back
0: then we wrote checks. You uh. wrote checks, <laughs> we wrote checks.
2: And on your check, you had to write your unit, husband's unit and his social security number.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I started writing out my check and I looked at the lady and she said, what's wrong? I said, I don't know what to write. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, my husband doesn't have a unit anymore. And I didn't know how to write the check. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Somebody from the manager's office came and got me and took me back to the office to get me out of, stand there bawling in front of everybody and helped me write the check out and told me how I needed to do it in the future. Mm -hmm. And it was just that little thing, but it is a moment that has really stuck with me because all of a sudden that was was my first reality. It was real. Ray didn't have a unit anymore. Mm -hmm. And so they told me how to fill out my checks so I could continue to write checks. And um, but just lots of things like that. But we have organizations now, the SOS, that helps our families through those things. And they don't get put in that position. There's somebody there with them all the time to educate them, support them. But then we come off Fort Campbell and things like this past weekend uh, with Austin P having Military Appreciation Day. Some of the families don't participate in a lot of the services and things that are offered to them. But when they have those moments where their soldiers remembered is so special. The whole family comes out and people really come and it's hard to explain the heart goodness that it does to you. Just that knowing that somebody remembers and somebody cared and somebody acknowledges Mm that that they did exist and they were present and they were there that makes all the difference in the world to a family. And anywhere you go here in Clarksville, if somehow or another comes up in conversation or the story comes out, oh, I remember that, or, Mm -hmm. you know, because we're all from Clarksville here, and and, um, it becomes, you're one of them, then you've become that part. We have a lot of Gold Star families that live here in Clarksville that came to Clarksville either being assigned or families came later that uh, have made this their home. I know several myself. Yeah,
1: I do too. Mm-hmm. I do too. And Susie does great work. I've done oh, some projects with her. Oh, Susie does amazing work. Yes. She's got a heart of gold for sure. Mhm. She really does. She, she has to put up with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can can you tell us now now I've been reading some information about you um, and I met you the other day at the ball game which mm-hmm. you know I had to go I had to go sneak a mm-hmm. sneak my a kids there. play
0: ball so that's what I do yeah.
1: weekends. Um, but you're the president of a nonprofit, Families of Fallen Night Stalkers. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that and how, if we could be involved? Can you tell us some of that?
2: Actually, it's a club that nobody wants to belong to. Mm-hmm. And you become members by default. We have 136 families eligible for participation because we have 136 soldiers that have died since the unit was created. Um Membership in our organization is first the soldiers that are killed in the line of duty, as far as like a mission or a training incident. And then we also include soldiers that die from other things, whether it be a car accident, motorcycle accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a couple on there from a boating accident. Um, And then we have others that have died from other circumstances. And we extended, because the 160th is unique, and that a soldier can come and spend almost his entire career. We had, we lost a soldier. He uh, uh, was diagnosed with cancer. They knew he was going to um, die from that. They medically retired him. He died like the next day. He had spent 16 years. His family had grown up in our unit. And so we include soldiers that die uh, as a result of, injury or illness incurred while serving. Most Normally it would be just soldiers that died while on active duty in the unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we include those just because of that, that caveat that they were usually in the unit so long. Mm-hmm. And so we have 136 soldiers that that affects. On the wall, uh, we have a memorial wall that has, we'll be putting the 97th name on that wall uh, in a couple of weeks. And um, that was for the uh, uh, Taylor Galvin, he died last August, and so his name will be put on the wall this year. And um, those soldiers are the ones you'll usually hear about, Mm -hmm. but we have another uh, stone that we placed to recognize all those families that died from other circumstances. Mm -hmm. So we try each year to honor all of our soldiers. And... uh, it's, it's just a special time a lot of the families come back, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the children. Now, you figure the unit was created in 1981, so some of those children have grown up now. Right. They have their own children and, and their own grandkids. I met a lady on Saturday. She came, and I've known about her family. I was here when her, hus- when her dad was killed, mm-hmm. and, um, but I'd never met her before, and so she came back with her children and she said she'll she'll be coming back. It's
0: like a big family reunion.
2: It really is. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of things that are done, especially for our Night Stalkers that uh, other organizations and all don't have. We have a, uh, there's several special operations organizations that really support our children and all um, with scholarships and other um, activities. There's one of us, young men. His father was killed in 2009 and he graduated this year and a, an organization got in touch with us to get in touch with him because they wanted to do something that his dad would have done with him. Oh, wow. This young high school senior just went on a hog hunt, aerial hog hunt in Texas. Uh huh. They furnished everything for him. They, uh, that was, Lots of special operations guys, not just night stalkers. And they took this young man down and that's something him and his dad would probably have done because his dad was a hunter and his dad was a pilot.
0: Mm, I love that story.
2: And so things like that go on for our kids. And we we are just so blessed in the unit. We're so blessed here in Clarksville because we do get the support. And then, like I said, Austin P. did the ball game, but they did one last fall, too, for the football Mm-hmm. I've got a football jersey that's about this big because the <laughs> guy that wore it was a really big guy. Because football yeah. players are big guys. They're big guys. Mm-hmm. And he was his senior year. And I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but I know he's from Kentucky. And he was going off to be a sports therapist. Well, I think it's coach. really
0: probably rewarding for those young men who get to wear those jerseys and honor those soldiers as well. Yeah. In my opinion.
2: I cannot commend Austin P, Tennessee, Kentucky, whatever it is. But those are, for all the bad stuff we hear about millennials and kids today, every one of those young men were gentlemen Mm -hmm. to the nth degree. Every one of them was kind and generous, and they knew the stories. Mm -hmm. They had read, they had us do bios. They had read the bios. Um, When Ray was growing up, he grew up in Southern California. His high school football field was the Rose Bowl. (laughs) And So I had put that in his bio for the football guys. And so they knew that. And they had gone back and saw the movie and read the book and they knew all about Ray and they knew things that I was really surprised they knew. And they took the time and the interest to do it. And then they were so kind and generous to us. But just their regular demeanor, uh, the way we were greeted, the way we were just everything was planned and handled so well. Mm -hmm. But I think that comes from the coaches and from the young men themselves just being- From their parents too. From their parents, probably more than anything Mm -hmm. else. But everything was so beautifully done and respect and um, just amazing young men that I think we're in much better shape then sometimes the news portrays us to be as far as a nation for the, for the youth that we have. Well, sometimes we tend, example, to,
0: we tend to focus on the negative and not the good a lot, mm-hmm. which we need to quit doing.
2: Yeah, these young men were just, just amazing.
0: Well, I'll be sure to tell Coach Jansen he needs to listen to this podcast and commend those
2: yeah. young men. Coach Jansen was wearing Ray Frank's shirt on I Yes, I thought that worked out really well. I like to be in charge. <laughs> there you go. Yes, you do like to be in charge. <laughs> so what's next for Willie Franks? Um, well, I don't know. I'm I'm in my 70s now, which makes me like the oldest lady in the group. And You don't act it, and I love that. But you know that in the Bible, it tells young women to listen to their older women. So I remind them of that every chance I get. <laughs> and uh, just staying busy. We've got uh, Week of the Night Stalkers coming up in a couple of weeks in the fall. We're taking those family members Mm -hmm. that want to go and we're going down to Savannah cause the 30th anniversary of that unit. It's part of the 160th. And um, then just church and my political, I have no aspirations, I just support from the back. Gotcha. (laughs) And we won't go any further than that in case I might offend somebody. Because I, I've been <laughs> told that I do that sometimes, but it's okay. We all do. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's just, uh, I came here to Fort Campbell. When my husband got his last assignment here, I told him that I wasn't coming. That I was never coming back to this place. And here you are I've had now. enough. And, we, and how'd that work out for you? He was in an aircraft crash, so I couldn't leave then or couldn't go my separate way. Uh-huh. So I came here with him. And then... Somalia happened and then I left and 10 or 12 years later I was like, where am I going to go when I retire? And- this is the place it was home.
1: We're, we're definitely blessed to have you in our community for sure. Oh, I you're think so just too. nice.
0: I think <laughs> so too. I think that I hope that you keep telling your story and keep mentoring young women and other families because I think you have a lot to offer. And I think that doing that too continues to honor Ray because people don't need to forget.
2: No, they don't need to forget. And we try real hard without being too pushy to do that. But just, um, in the first early years, I did not just restrict my sharing to military. I was talking with other groups and everything about the grieving process and that that it's not the end of something, it's the beginning of something. And mm-hmm. I, I think we have to look at each phase in our lives like that. And that um, mm-hmm. that for these families here to get through that first hard time and know they've got support I think if we lose anybody, and we've had so many losses here in Clarksville recently, not in the military, but in the community, that uh, we just keep reassuring their, those families and all that there is something after that and that it, it's not the end. It is a beginning and that you can go on, that we're much, much stronger. Coach, when we were sitting there talking, made a comment he didn't know if something happened to one of his children, what he would do, or if something happened to his wife, how he would share that. And the thing that we learned is that God gives you the strength you need. He gives you the courage that you need and he gives you the fortitude that you need when something happens. And he doesn't give it all the bad stuff to you at one time. For me, he meted it out over several years. I didn't have all the grief at once. I don't know if I could have handled it all at once, but he walks with us and he gives us those what we need and he's there with us he doesn't leave us alone
0: well that's a very good message for everybody whether you're grieving or just going through a difficult time in life exactly so i appreciate you coming and sharing your
2: story with us well i thank you for just letting me sit and talk 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 well i hope you come back it's been great
1: learning about you (laughs) yeah meeting you well there's more to come charlie i guarantee there's more to come (laughs) i can tell by looking at you
2: (laughs) clarksville's conversation Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.